The real question I want to ask is, well, why is Bill Belichick doing this? Like, why is he like pussyfooting around the situation? Why is he not going out definitively and saying Mac Jones is our starter? And, and truthfully, I, I guess once you boil it all down, you know, obviously there's theories out there that he wants to make the kid earn it. And the fact that, you know, he, he's trying to put the kid in his place because Mac Jones is more of a very, you know, not whiny, but a very much like, tell me why we're doing this kind of thing guy, right? And I think that's starting to rub Bill Belichick the wrong way. And I think deep down, Bill Belichick doesn't really trust Mac Jones. I think if there's anything we can take away from the last two or three weeks, I think Bill understands maybe Mac Jones isn't the guy. And I think you're starting to see some of his coaching reflect that. I've never seen Bill Belichick make a self-preservation move like he did a couple of nights ago on Monday Night Football, right? He basically went out there, saw in three three series that Mac Jones just wasn't doing it, and they're down 10-0, and instead of riding it through with the guy, taking the L, sure, at least you got the you got the ability to get to some live game reps and not just try to feel good about himself, he quickly pulled the hook just to win that game, right? So I, I wanted to ask you, Primo, what do you think is happening here? Why is there so much noise around why Bill Belichick isn't possibly giving his full weight of support behind Mac Jones? I think, you know, he might be off on the Mac Jones train and i think maybe it's coming down to the fact that if he admits that mac jones is not the guy it's it's going to be viewed as another failed draft by bill belichick especially in the post brady era when everyone was pretty much anointing this kid as the next brady as soon as he hit the Uh, stage uh, besides me (laughs) yeah for the well the majority of of new england jay has been anointing him as the guy uh, Ooh, pretty much when he, Tom Brady. when he Shut hit up. the stage, like that's, that's the reality. And it's like, Oh, he fell right to us. It's, it's chess, not checkers. And, <laughs> and honestly, Jay, I, I think you're seeing, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a microcosmic society and this is maybe a deeper dive, uh, than, than anything, but you know, I don't think anybody coming into the NFL anymore is just going to be a yes sir no sir yes sir no sir especially if you're a first round draft pick it's like okay i just went from josh mcdaniels who had a competent offense and was running this for 20 years with tom brady to now i'm with you know two buffoons that have never called an offensive snap in the in the first place i was going into this offseason assuming that this was what the place where we were going to run uh based on maybe conversations that he had with coaching staff in the offseason and then all of a sudden you know, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia get hired. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a Mac Jones fan, but I don't blame him to ask questions of, you know, this is historically supposed to be the big year two leap. Why am I kind of getting, you know, no, torpedoed but, but, here? But Puma, but Puma, like, I, I get that. And I understand people are making that excuse quite a bit about Mac Jones has a right to, uh, to ask why this is happening. No, he has no freaking right. I'm sorry, he does not. And I know in this generation, yeah, there's a lot more of, you know, I want to know why this is happening. I want to be involved in the process. I want to already be there kind of thing. But there are people out there like Patrick Mahomes, who I, by the way, I'm not a big fan of. You keep hearing about how coachable he is. Like, yes, I make mistakes, but he wants to be coached harder and he is very coachable. There are still guys out there in the NFL. And obviously, Bailey Zappi is a perfect example of that. When he comes in, it's a basic yes, no. 
know. Right. I'm going to make this throw no matter what. I'm not going to go give you a bunch of crap. And I think it's a fault of Mac Jones's character. And I've been writing this home for about a year and a half now. There's just something about the kid that I don't like. I don't like his mental makeup. And this is part of it. His entitlement. Yeah. But Jay, but what would happen pre... Oh, I don't know. F- you know, now. What, what would happen? What would have happened five years ago if Jacoby Myers essentially put the coaching staff on blast saying he didn't understand what the game plan was going into this situation, why they're yo-yoing the quarterbacks, and nobody really understood what was going on until 90 minutes before kickoff when Adam Schefter and Tom Pelissero may, you know, kind of floated it out there that, oh, we're going to play two quarterbacks tonight. He would not be on the team. We, I mean, Jonas Gray was cut for less for being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So it's not just like Matt Jones asking questions now. You have other players in that locker room there asking questions of the coaching staff and what you know, what's the what the game plan, the situation, and everyone thought this was going to be a playoff team, even though they pretty much backed in the playoffs last season. Well, no, so. No, if, I, if everyone's coming to this conclusion of why are we doing this, that's more than just a Matt Jones thing. That's a locker room problem. Well, well, that's that's a good point. And, and you're right, because Matt Jones talks like that. Kendrick Bourne is basing a doghouse because he questioned all of this. But let me ask you this. like, Why do you think these players feel emboldened to say something, uh, to, to, to speak out when, generally speaking, a Patriots locker room has never spoken out, right? So is it a simple thing as Bill Belichick doesn't have the same leverage anymore? I mean, that's what we can point to, right? These, these, these players feel emboldened to talk like that. And, and, and I'm sorry, like, I, just, I, I just don't seem to understand how Bill Belichick, everything we've known about him for 20 years, all of a sudden loses one player in Tom Brady and the whole culture falls apart. Like, I find that fascinating that one guy in Brady was able to carry the message throughout the locker room, the big stick in the locker room that would disseminate Belichick's, you know, message, and now he's gone, and now all of a sudden everybody's freaking chirping. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, there were reports and theories that the team pretty much quit on this defensive staff coming out of the bye week. That's why they backed okay. them in the playoffs. So, so now we've established that Bill Belichick has a cultural problem in the locker room. He might be losing some players. He's not really a smart offensive mind. On defense, yeah, he'll have three or four games a year where he's beautiful. Most of the regular games on defense, he beats up on the Bears and the Lions, and he gets torched by Justin Fields and running quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson and Bill Bel- and, and uh, Buffalo Bills. So what you're saying is basically Bill Belichick, all he's good for is basically five defensive genius game plans a, a year. That's basically what we've been drilled down to. Pretty much. I mean, look at last. Look at Monday night. Everyone had the. Everyone had New England dropping damn near fifty points on Chicago, and especially against a, a, an offensive line that has pretty much gotten Justin Fields killed for all the way from last season up until Monday night. I thought you know Chicago was going to get plastered and they were just going to be taken to the woodshed. But I mean, they couldn't really generate a whole lot of pressure for a mobile quarterback. He, he put up the most, uh, I think, the second most rushing numbers against a Bill Belichick defense behind Lamar Jackson. And you know, they had chances to win that game. I mean, Fields almost coughed it up a couple of times just getting the snap, but. He didn't have anything. He had nothing for, you know, up until now, an anemic Chicago Bears offense. And they're kind of going up another anemic offense in the New York Jets outside of running the football. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson has wheels, but he's mobile enough to maybe make an off-script throw or maybe mobile enough to move the chains. I mean, there's this going to be another heavy dose of a running, a running game plan against the Pats, and until they prove that they can stop this rushing attack or rushing attack from anybody in general, they're going to get a heavy dose of 
Brian Robinson and Michael and um, and uh, the the other running back. I'm, I'm spacing his name and maybe a couple of wide receivers with some speed. Yeah, James Robinson and the um, the other fellow. I'm, I'm spacing his name. I can't remember it, but. You're going to get a heavy dose of a rushing attack until, you know, New England either cries uncle or they make them do something else and throw the football. Yeah, and um, a final point on this, Puma, before we round out the conversation, you know, Robert Kraft brought some heat uh, down on, on Belichick. So, you know, he's got to basically win a playoff game this year, right? In, in a perfect world, it'd be great for him to make a deep playoff run. We're all happy and restore faith in the Belichick way, blah, blah, blah. But at the minimum, we're going to need to make a playoff appearance and win a playoff game. Do you think that happens this year? Nope. And what do you if think it was going to happen? If it was going to happen, they needed to beat Chicago okay. on Monday. And then, what are the repercussions, if any, are going to come out of not winning a playoff game this year? Well, any other franchise, the head coach would be fired, mm. and the way that you know Kraft was coming down with the edict from him on high saying that he's tired of not having a playoff uh, game at Foxborough and they haven't won a playoff game in X amount of years, logic would say that Bill Belichick would be packing his bags. Um, I don't think Kraft is going to have the stones to fire Bill, but do I think it's a bridge too far for him to go to Bill and say, we are shaking up this coaching staff. Your idiotic son with the mullet has done absolutely nothing in defense in the secondary. And these two buffoons on the offensive side of the football and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge aren't really doing anything that you were telling me about with this uh, zone running scheme of yours that you wanted to implement out of nowhere in training camp. Um, either you fu- you change it up with the coaching staff or you can find new jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think uh, in a perfect world, that's all tough talk from, from Robert Kraft about how he wants to play F1 this year. In reality, Robert Kraft is neutered. He's basically a neutered dog. He's not going to do jack shit to Bill Belichick if if he doesn't want a playoff game. I mean, he's still going to roll in next year with his kids on the coaching staff, and maybe he'll talk to the offensive staff. But the main root of the problem of Bill, Bill Belichick's arrogance and ego is still going to be there, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that is what Robert Kraft signed up for when he gave the, the keys to the franchise over to Bill Belichick. Like, if he pushed out the greatest of all time at Tom Brady, I'm sorry, he's he's not going to go ahead and be pissed off that he went in a playoff game this year. But here's the thing, though. If if he does that, and that's fine. It's he's the one that's cutting the checks up in Foxborough. If he if they miss the playoffs and it's not even close. I, I mean, at this point, if they miss the playoffs, they miss the playoffs. They did not meet the edict that you know Kraft wanted. Uh, but at this point, if they miss the playoffs, I I don't want to hear Kraft in front of a microphone next year saying that he's pissed about not making the playoffs because mm-hmm. as clear as day Jay, as clear as day is like what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, it's a bad staff. The roster leaves something to be desired. They cry poor when it comes to spending money to draw in free agents. They, you know, they've been resting on their laurels for so long and Buffalo not only like overtook them, but they've, they've essentially lapped the field three times on, with what the New England Patriots Buffalo, we're, we're last in the AFC East. The Miami Dolphins have better outlook than we do. For God's mm-hmm. sake, the Jets are playing at a better level than we are. Like the, the, the stuff that happened Monday night with the short leash and the pulling and making a complete clown show of your quarterback room and and basically losing the quarterback situation as a whole, like that happens to Jets types of organization, not with a great Bill Belichick. Ooh, mm-hmm. chestnut checkers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun time. Mm-hmm. I, 